So welcome to what is a very special edition of UI My Borough. You'll see, Borough fans, that we have got the most special of special guests with us today. It's not other than Mr Neil Warnock, ahead of, obviously, Huddersfield Borough this weekend. Thanks so much for coming on with us, Neil. It's great to see you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a good, uh, nice to see you too. Um, brings back a few memories when I see your ugly faces. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like the old Zoom. We had a season of this, didn't we? We had a season <laughs> yeah, of meeting each other like this. Every press conference was like this. It was a, it was a difficult period, you know, that. I'm really proud mm -hmm. of what I did at the club at that time because it was, a, it was a difficult to get through that period where I felt obliged to try and keep everybody you know, uh, around the whole club, the fans and everybody, you know, trying to give them information and make them smile as well, really, because it was such a yeah. depressing time around the country, wasn't it? You know. It was. It really was. It was a strange old time for everybody, wasn't it? But, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll have a chat, obviously, about, you know, all your time at Middlesbrough and that, but obviously, you, you, you know, you've been away from it from a little bit now. What, what How do you look back on that that? Middlesbrough time in, in terms of your career and how much you enjoyed it and how much you got out of it? Well, I mean, you know, it's one of them jobs that I'd, re I'd retired again before that. It was only when I got the when I got the call from Steve to come and help out, really. And uh, and it was a mess. I'll be honest with you. Um, we did ever so well to stay up that year. It was... Uh, yeah. Um, we, we, we had to find a couple of away wins because we, you know, it was difficult winning at home with the atmosphere. There was no atmosphere at all, so it, yeah. it was a, a real telling time. But we managed to get there, and then really it was just a matter of trying to change the club, helping the club. We got rid of all all the high earners, you know, Sombalonga and, and and Fletch and the people like that, all big yeah. money men. And I thought we brought a we steadied the club down, and and uh, I thought we you know we just we just calmed the waters really. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I mean, when I, I was disappointed when I left. Obviously, you didn't. I didn't want to leave like that. But they they got in a different direction. Then Steve had told me. I mean, I didn't know they were going to have a, a director of football. If I'm honest, I thought I should have been told before that happened. Yeah. Um, and then, it was, uh, you know, trying to get players signed was very difficult for me. We with Neil Bowser at the time. I remember how much it took me to get Duncan Watmore over the line. Uh, it took me about six weeks to persuade him to pay peanuts for Duncan um, because his st stats didn't add up. He didn't score goals. So so I was told. Um, mm. But he ended up scoring 10 goals for us. And I think you've just sold him, haven't you, for a few quid? That's right. Yeah, just gone down to Millwall. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, they didn't do bad out of him to say, he was like extracting teeth trying to get him to sign him. But um, they were a good group of lads. I really enjoyed some of the best pros I've ever worked with in my life, Johnny Housen yeah. and Paddy McNair and Dale Fry and people like that were fabulous and, and real a real pleasure for me to work with them. Uh, and some young lads coming through, you know, like Isaiah uh, and one or two and Hayden. Uh, you know, there, were, there were some good young lads coming through as well. So I was quite, you know, I was, I was um, I really <laughs> pleased that how, how we left it, really. I think um, yeah. my only disappointment probably was... Um, Having been, having been told that I was going to get supported, um, you know, at that, that time when I when I was let go at West Brom, we'd got four or five lads all injured, all the back lads coming back from injury two weeks later. And I, I did think, I mean, we were four points off the playoffs then, and I did think we'd get in the playoffs. And, yeah. and I, I said, when we get these lads back, 
we, you know, we will set up, go a run. And, and I think if we get in the playoffs, we'll get promotion, which I, I'm convinced we would have done. But, um, right. you know, I understand Steve's got to go with his uh, director of football and his, his chief executive, etc. But it did, it just disappointed me because I did come back for Steve, really. And, and, uh, the biggest disappointment was not to do with football, really. It was when I went in the next day when I got up after the West Brom game at nine o'clock to get my gear, and I was told I couldn't go in. And and I said, "What was you talking about?" Well, uh, Chris Wilder and uh, and and uh, the, the Kieran Scott are having a press conference. <laughs> I thought that was a little bit lacking a class, if I'm honest. After what I'd done for the club, uh, I was really disappointed. That's the only time I've. Bit disappointed in Steve really was the lack of class at, uh, at something like that. You know, they they could have organised it better. After mm. you know, they, it, I knew that um, talks had been going on for a few weeks. So, but to do it like that would disappointed me. It left a nasty taste in my mouth. But the club, it's I love the club. I love the staff that I work. My secretary Karen and uh, yeah. and and and, uh, and her sister was Laura was. They were they were all very very good to me and. Uh, as I've said, some of the players I've uh, I've not worked with better better pros in all my career. Saul yeah. Bamba come up as well, yeah, and, uh, and so I thought he contributed as well to uh, to us staying up. You know, it was um, it, it, you know it was it was a, a good time. I, I didn't realise about the fervour of, of the the fans, but when they came in after the COVID, it was ever so you know noticeable the players how much of a lift. Mm. And, and that was a big thing for you, wasn't it? That was a big thing for you because you really missed that in that COVID season. I think we all missed it, but but you mm. especially, given that you know that rapport with the fans is such a big part of how you manage and who you are, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, and they were great when you know when we used to turn up at the games at home. Uh, when the fans come back in, there were always a group of about twenty fans, regular or whatever time, and same away from home. You might not come out the changing room for an hour but they'd always be there they were they were really loyal fans yeah. and uh i did enjoy i did enjoy my time up there it was lovely training ground was nice and i used to go on me on me electric bike all over the place as you <laughs> no doubt saw on my twitter account <laughs> I, I remember i remember ringing you once neil and you answered and you were on your bike and you said ring back later and i rang four hours later and you were still out on your bike i know I, to be honest it one of the flattest parts of the country, isn't it, up there? And uh, yeah, I used, I used to just take off, and uh, sometimes I used to get lost. I remember once not quite getting me me uh, directions right. I ended up at near Scotch Corner, about <laughs> half a mile from Scotch Corner, and I was uh, I was shattered then. And I thought, oh my god, I've got all that cycling to do to get home. Um, but I had a few laughs on me bike. You know, I used to. People used to, you know, give me the hooter and when they recognised who I was and, and and what have you. But it was nice and healthy and, uh, you know, really nice. Some lovely, um, I mean, you don't think, no disrespect to Middlesbrough, you don't think, wow, you know, uh, about the beauty and all that lot. You yeah, know, all that's around it. Around it is some fantastic places. And, uh, you know, we were very lucky that we had a couple of years looking at that. When when I was at I was at the you do at the town hall earlier this year, Neil, or the back end of last year, and and you were you were taken aback and you said afterwards, slightly surprised by just how warm the reception was. Why was that? Why why were you surprised by just how um, the reception you I just, got? I didn't think I, I just didn't think, Dom, that it'd be like it was it. I mean it 
it, it was very emotional, really, for me. There, I didn't, um, you know, the, the ovation that we got when they put the lights on and little things like that. It, it was just wow. Um, I mean, I did, I did really work hard at the most difficult time I've ever, I've ever known in, in a managerial career. Yeah. I tried to keep everybody together, really. And uh, once we stayed up, and and I can't tell you how difficult it was to to try and motivate players without any crowd, especially mm -hmm. the home games. But um, it was a challenge that we succeeded in everything we did. And uh, and uh, and now, you know, I, I'm really, you know, I do really want the club to go forward. Now Michael's taken over. Obviously, you got your comeuppance uh, after I left, but that's another. That's for another time. <laughs> uh, but now Michael's taken over. I'm absolutely delighted that they're doing well. And, uh, you know, I, I can't see anybody stopping them going up, really. You touched on the kind of the core of the squad there. And funny enough, Johnny Alton's just signed another one year extension, literally in the last couple of hours. So, I mean, they're still a massive part of what Borough are about, aren't they? Johnny, Paddy, Dale, you know, the, the, the real core that you talked about. Yeah, I mean, uh, Johnny, Johnny used to be thinking he finished. When I was there, um, <laughs> but the thing about Johnny House and Michael will tell you, well, you know, if you ever talk, he's a manager's dream. Yeah, He's always first on the list. He does everything simple. He never complicates anything. He's always, always eight out of 10. I mean, you, you don't get players like that, really. He's, yeah. he's lasted a dying breed in that area. And I think Michael will have loved working with him because he really does your job on the field. Because yeah. you can't you can't be doing everything as a manager, but Johnny takes over on the field, and you know, like I say, I have nothing nothing but um, good, but good things to say about him. And and, and Paddy McNair, I, I remember you once described him to us as as the best player you, you'd ever managed. Is that the case, or was that just kind of the classic Neil Warnock man management, like knowing how to <laughs> dream him up? No, I think I just think when um, when Paddy plays. I don't see anybody better. I've had some good players. Um, and I think the the difficulty with Paddy is he's done so well at midfield and then at the back. And and you get to you get to be where are you better than anybody else in one position? Are you with me? Yeah. He's just yeah. so versatile. But um I, I just loved that. I, I just loved wherever he played him, he just wanted to play and um I would imagine now. I know he's not a regular now, but when he gets his opportunities, you know, he just comes forward and, and there's such a, a positive team, aren't they now? You know, goals everywhere. So I would imagine he's loving it. And you touched on Duncan there. I mean, that was, you know, that was a, a kind of big, big moment, really, certainly in his career, but also in that season, really, wasn't it? Bringing him in and obviously he had the trial and... And um, you know, wondered was he going to get a contract? He got it, and then he, he, that 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 rest of that season, he did ever so well, didn't he? For a player who barely kicked the ball in two years, absolutely. That's what frustrated me. You know, I mean, let you know, you you talk about you know Brit being on that sort of money. Um, you know, Duncan was on peanuts, absolute peanuts, and uh, and that's what frustrated me not being able to sign him early doors. Mm. Uh, I think it was three or four weeks before. I, I think yeah. I ended up ringing Steve up and saying, look, I'll pay his wages if you let me have any fees that you get for him. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I think that's when we signed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and how does this 
job you've got now, Neil, how 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 how's that going? And if you keep Huddersfield up, how would that rank among the best jobs you've ever done? Oh, oh, by far, this would be the biggest ever uh, achievement. You know, this is, and I'm not being disrespectful to to Huddersfield. Um, when I took over at Middlesbrough, I thought they had a, a nucleus of quality players and uh, and a lot and, and a one or two leaders as well. Um, over the last couple of years, they've lost the best players at Huddersfield, really, Toffolo and, and the other, you know, the, the couple of lads that left O'Brien last year. They've, you know, lost the, the goalkeeper, who I think is as good as anything in the league. Um, so it's been a difficult one. They've got a lot of young lads. and uh, But I'm glad I come because I think if I had to come, I think it would have been a, you know, it, it, it was in a bit of a mess. Uh, and I think, it, you know what Ronnie's like, I think we've just brought that little bit of uh, a daylight and I think we've enabled the club to be sold. I think Dean, you know, I've always liked Dean Hoyle and my wife and I, uh, when we were up here first time, we, we've always had a, a, um, a good, you know, nice things to say about them. When they asked us to help them, you know, we knew it wasn't going to be forever and I just it just seemed the right time to go and help really and uh, they did they did need help but fortunately this week i don't know whether you saw the news they've got the deal through now and uh, they've managed to sell the club and uh, hopefully the new owners will take it on board because they're a good group of fans as well here you know not not dissimilar to the middlesbrough ones they they get behind a team and really you know they're really i mean they've made me feel really welcome but uh, but in the same circumstances middlesbrough fans made me feel welcome when i came up in difficult yeah. circumstances, so it's it's good. I mean, it, it, it's you know, it's me in it really trying to put fires out. Um, I think that's that's what I do. And uh, but I think this would be you know we've got for example next week we've got Middlesbrough at home, Watford away, Blackburn at home. I mean, you yeah. don't get three more difficult games than that. And that's been what it's been like since I've been here. We've had all the top teams to play. Um, but I think at the moment we are managing to give good teams a game now. I think I can see that we could we have improved and we can give good teams a game. And and that's all you can ask out. That's all I can ask my lad. Just do your best and uh, and uh, the fans will accept that. You know, yes, we wish we were in your shoes, uh, going for promotion. It's a different ball game. That it's uh, it, you know it's uh, when you're at the other end of the table. I'm telling you, you know, when we were at Middlesbrough that first that first period touch and go, you know, and I remember me and Blackie and, and Ronnie talking about where are we going to get these points from, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, there were a few, you know, make no mistake, there were a few air-raising moments, you know, but we managed to get that, those couple of away wins which just kept us up and uh, breathed again, sigh of relief, and it's far more, far more enjoyable where you are now where yeah. the only question is, can we get automatic or playoffs? It's not a bad <laughs> choice, is it? And when, when you, oh, sorry, I'm just, just going to say, when you, when you talk about the fans, Neil, I, I often wonder, in, in, in your full season in charge, you, you won at Birmingham, I think it was 4-1 just before Christmas, and, and you were fifth or sixth then. If, if the fans had been in and you'd been able to build that momentum and feel-good factor, do you think that, would have helped you over the line in the second half of the season when things just just kind of fell away a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we always we always said that we always knew. And if I mean the way that I manage, and the way that I deal with the media side with the fans, I always I always enjoy getting the fans on board, and I always think 
almost like an extra man, aren't they? Uh, and uh, and if you haven't got that, it's very difficult for certain players to generate, push themselves in in, an, in the atmosphere that we had. Are you with me? Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, when the fans are there, you know that, for example, if you make a mistake or whatever, they're going to let you know. And I think it just spurs you on a little bit more. So it was, it was a difficult period um, with that. But, I, I, you know, we were unlucky again. Like we, we've had, we had injuries at the wrong time. Are you with me? And I, I did find it very difficult at that period to sign the players that I wanted to sign, if I'm honest. I mean, it shouldn't be a problem now. Um, but, you know, I mean, we even, when I was there, I, you know, I, I would have liked uh, Archer and Giles, for example, and um, two, 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 team, two names that you've brought to the club. And I, yeah. I were after them when I was there. You know, yeah. I mean, Neil said he had a contact down there. And so I said, well, let's, let's get him in, you know. And Giles was recommended to me by Paul Warner, Rotherham, you know. And once again, we'll, we'll speak to Wolves, but we couldn't get him over the line. So, you know, I think we could have done, I think I could have got a little bit more help in getting certain players over the line then. But, hey, let's hope they learn the lesson now and they've got all these players over the line now for Michael to take the club on. Because, you know, I, yeah. I, I not only see them going up, but I, th- I see them staying up as well. Are you surprised to see Tuba four or five goals clear at the top of the goal, goal scoring charts? Because I think we are. I mean, he was he was nowhere near at the start of the season, and yet he's pretty much unplayable at the moment. But I think you've got to give Michael credit to that. No, I, I'm yeah. not. I am surprised. Yeah, because Tuba up front, you know, didn't work hard enough. Didn't mm. didn't do the right things for a teamwork. But now where Michael's playing him now, he's fantastic. Yeah, he hasn't got that responsibility. You know. And he's, re- he's, I mean, some of his finishing's been as as good as any in the world, hasn't it? So yeah. you know, one or two of the goals. So, and he was a nice lad. He was all right. I mean, I mean, you know, um, I was disappointed um, in his performances, but yeah. you know, Michael's found that area for him, and you wouldn't swap him for the world now, would you? Yeah, sometimes you know, it just clicks with players like that, doesn't it? Sometimes they they have to go through spells where they need to get their head sorted, and then all of a sudden it it works for them, you know. Well, Steve Bruce told me the same when I asked Steve about him. He said, he'll frustrate you at times, Neil, but, you know, and that's how he was with yeah. me. So, I mean, now it looks like he's found where he wants to play. He's found himself in a really good team that give him the ball in the right areas. And he's he's giving, you know, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't buy anybody like that now for the championship. No. It's um, top goal score. I don't, think, I don't think anybody scored 20 for many years, have they? And, and and Tuba looks like he's going to get thirty odd. Yeah, I think so. so uh, you know, I mean, it's fabulous. I, I I I don't mind that at all. I don't mind players. You know, um, I tried and I didn't succeed with him. But you, you know, you look at Michael. Michael's found that touch and where to play him, and oh, that's what managers do. Some managers come in and just find it. I mean, yeah. I don't think the what the manager before me uh, found anywhere for him either. So no. it's um, you know, I I, I just think that. Um, you've got to put that down to Michael and, and say well done, and uh, and because yeah. it doesn't look as good if he's going to stop scoring. I mean, how we're going to stop him? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I, had some, I had somebody watch the Preston game, and uh, when I rang you, I said, "What were it like?" He said, "You don't want to know." <laughs> <laughs> so I said, "No, I don't. Don't tell me. I don't want to know about him now." So yeah, on the, on the subject, did my pre-match. On the subject of strikers, um, Neil, Josh Coburn 
is a young lad who, who you gave a chance. And obviously, he's had a good season on loan at Bristol Rovers. Joey Barton earlier this year was saying he, he reckons he could go on to play for England at some point. Um, obviously, it's very early days, but but how good is Josh? Uh, and, and what did you see in him that made you throw him in? Because some names, you know, some young lads, when they come through the academy, you hear the name for years and years and years. That wasn't necessarily the case with Josh, was it? And yet, you obviously saw something and, and put him in from nowhere, really. It was the sausages, wasn't it? It was the sausages from his dad. <laughs> I know. I mean, I did. I just liked his attitude. I thought he was smashing, lad. And and when I watched him in the in the games, when we brought him up a few times to train with us, he was as good a finisher as there were at the club. Um, his half chances and and he worked his socks off, and uh, and so it was just natural. And when I spoke to him, I thought I'm going to give him a chance. I think it was nice. My last game that he scored at West Brom. Mm. Um, I thought that was lovely that and I've kept in touch you know I spoke to him a, 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 a couple of messages while he's been at Bristol Rovers as well so um, I'm hoping that you know that he's strong enough and that he could have a pre-season with Michael and Michael might find a place for him you know because I do think it's nice to have one or two local lads uh, around the area and um, you know he has got he has got the ability to finish and, and run the line so, you know, I think he'd be a, a good option up there as well. I'm mindful of the fact that we need to let you get away because you'll have a million and one jobs to do. But um, I, I, I was listening to what you were saying about trying to get Huddersfield out of it and how difficult the job is going to be. And yet I'm seeing 1-1 one, one draw home to Norwich, 1-0 win, win away to Millwall, only three points away from safety. This has got... This has got Neil Warnock printed all over it, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you can you, you can say that, but trust me, it's going to be the biggest achievement of my whole career. But make no mistake about that. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's one of them. The players, in, if I'm honest, they, they give me absolutely everything last week, um, yeah. and we had a little bit of luck early doors um, where they could have scored a couple. But um, all credit to them, you know. You know, Millwall's not an easy place to go. No. Um, same with Norwich. I mean, Norwich, they had the moments. If, if, if Middlesbrough play to the strength and we play to the strength, there's only one winners. But the championship's not like that, is it? You can't no. you can't say on any one day that they're going to get beat or they're going to beat them. That's what I love about it, me. I, I just love being the underdog. Uh, and yeah. we look like we're going to be the underdog every game between now and the end of the season. <laughs> so uh, at least we can have a go knowing that nobody expects anything. Well, you've, get... you've got a you've you've got a borough lad in in Jonathan Hogg in the middle of your in the middle of your midfield. He must be right up your street, is he? I think Jonathan's enjoying me being here. If I'm honest, I think he's he's taken a lot on his shoulders um, because he's had to do the way that you know. We, we, I think there were two young managers before, um, and I think I think we're just about about seeing him. The last couple of games, he's been very very good, and and he is. He is a Johnny Housen type, isn't he? Yeah, okay. absolutely. He, he just loves his football. You know, if anything, I've had to slow him down a bit. I've had to say, I don't want you training today, you. <laughs> what, why, why, why? Because I need you playing. Go and, go and sit, you know, <laughs> off you go. And uh, I think he's been a bit surprised at that. Whereas, yeah. you know, I know he'd train every day if you let him. But uh, you've got to just make sure you just look after the older ones a bit. And uh, great attitude. Got a testimonial next year, he has. Uh, yeah. I said to him, do you want me to come and referee? That'll put a few on the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, listen, if you want to, to, to see what 
under-21s clip when when there was was the under-21s or under-23s clip of Borough and you were watching on and the clip did oh, the don't bring that up, Tom. Don't bring <laughs> no. that up. <laughs> well, listen, I just we can't stop, say, um, can I? We want to say a big thank you from all, certainly all the press lot up in the northeast because it, it was genuinely a pleasure working with you, Neil. And I'm sure I speak for every Borough fan as well that uh, you'll get a massive roar from the away end at the weekend because... I think Borough fans absolutely appreciate the job that you did for the club up here, as you see, under very difficult times on the pitch initially and then off it, obviously, with a COVID season. So thanks for coming on. Good luck, not necessarily on Saturday, on Saturday. but no, after, after that, we I think every Borough fan would like to see uh, like to see Huddersfield safe. So good, good I think luck, it, mate. I think, it, I think it worked both ways that as well, Scott. I think, you know, like at that time, I did feel for you guys as well. Um, I thought if I could help the press... At that time, it was very difficult for you guys, wasn't it? Doing stories and things. Yeah, not really. I always tried to, you know, I always tried to bring a bit of humour to my press conferences, if I'm honest. No, well, it was appreciated. <laughs> it's, but, the no, only, it's the only time we've had Roy Cropper mentioned in Borough press conferences. <laughs> I, remember, I, I can remember his name. One of you guys spotted his name. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't you, Dominic, was it? No, I should have been, because I shouldn't really say it, but I've been an avid Curry fan over the years, but I didn't get it. I was kicking myself for days afterwards. Yeah. I still I still don't understand why they call me Colin, but we'll not go into that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, have a good day. Have a good Thanks, day on Saturday and yeah. really enjoy the rest of the season. Good luck. All right, thanks, lads. Thanks. Thanks, Neil. Look after yourself. See you Saturday.